Ahoy there, me mateys! It be me, Captain Chessbeard, and this here be the Tuesday Night Podcast. <laughs> we have a special treat for ye all sailors, knaves, knights, and nobles alike. For tonight, we have a tale of three ounce, each of which has their own very particular speciality. One be a master of everything trading cards, collectible card games, ye see. Another be a dungeon master, role-playing extraordinaire. And the third be a connoisseur of everything tabletop. Between these three adventurers, nay, sailors, they are the B-Team. That'd be right. It'd be a B-Team episode. Alan and Sean be getting ready for Gen Con. I hope you're ready for the B-Team. <laughs> B-Team Will joins B-Team Logan and our special friend, Dungeon Master Greg. <laughs> But before we go on, we have a few key announcements. First off, Gen Con be coming up soon. So be sure to get your tickets for the Tuesday Night Podcast Live Spectacular Show. They be giving away free games. <laughs> Ye can just show up, snag free games, and then leave. Raise anchor hoist missing. It doesn't matter if you're even a fan of this here podcast. You're getting yourself a free game. Bring a friend. If you are be going to Gen Con, stop on by the Tuesday Night Games booth, booth 2051. Get yourself your copy of That's Not Lemonade or Sean McCoy's sci-fi horror role-playing game, Mothership. Oh, so scary. Shiver me timbers. Speaking of quaking in your boots... There'll be a Halloween event in Ohio. Man Professor Von Guard's Halloween Weekend at Ravenwood Castle. Tickets are now available. Get your rooms for this hauntingly good time. <laughs> Ravenwoodcastle.com Just Google it. Enjoy such things as costume contests, social games with many players that are down to play while in costume. But I digress. Time for this here old captain to shut his yap and continue on this here voyage of the Tuesday Night Podcast already in session. Here we go. What is our greeting? I don't know, but Frontil next time is our sign-off. But that could also be our greeting. Frontil. Uh, Frontil. It's much like mahalo. It can mean... (laughs) All right. Mahalo means thank you. It does not mean hello and goodbye. I meant aloha. Alola. There you go. Alola.
Frontil, Logan. Frontil, William. <laughs> yes, this is the new greeting that has been accepted by all of the comrades as the way that we can show affection towards each other and welcome, and also our way of saying goodbye. Yes, it's a very versatile phrase and uh, very useful in many situations. Yes, we want to be flexible, versatile. That's that's what we want to found our revolution upon. We really want to be really have, frontil. I have news for you. What's that? I've brought a guest. Well, who who is it? It's our dungeon master, Greg. Greg, wait, but Greg's, you mean a game master, right? Oh, oh no. No, Greg actually manages our re-education dungeon. <laughs> Welcome, Greg. Put the lotions in the basket! Oh, hi. hi, hi everybody. <laughs> Welcome, Don't, glad to be here. No, that was his technique. How has your work with uh, SPJ been going? What work? You're oh, him. his re-education. Pretty, pretty solid so far. Remember, we're, we're, we, we do torture with purpose. Yes, I mean, his, <laughs> his sweet tears are growing more sweeter every day. This dark world makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> the more uncomfortable Logan is, the happier I am. I think you're with me, Greg, aren't you? Yes. I think our way of recognizing that we are the leaders of the revolution is that we shall refer to ourselves as the aunties. Agree. Or aunties. I don't know. Which is aunties. better, auntie or auntie? Auntie. It depends on where you are. Like, Greg, it's definitely auntie. But for me, it's auntie. We have to have a correct pronunciation here. We don't want to confuse the people. I I think we, we were fine with confusing the people. And <laughs> if there's more ways to get it wrong, there's more ways for us to chastise them. That is the rule oh, of law. Hey, oh, be careful, Dungeon Master. <laughs> oh, good gracious. All right, so with the addition of Greg, we have quite coverage of our people's needs. Logan, what what are we here to talk about? Historically, this podcast has been about the stories we make while playing the games we love on, around, and under the gaming table. Greg, someday I want you to get that out of his head. He is the only one who has memorized <laughs> that bit of propaganda, and I put it upon you to free him from that knowledge. I'm trying, but the claws are deep. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. And we need his leadership. But we have the spread now. We have, with Greg, you are super all the knowledge of role-playing games. And Logan, you know all of the tabletop games and, and especially the digital variations upon those, of which <laughs> I frown upon. But I believe in a true free world that there's room for all types of enjoyment well, and I, enjoy I of course physical board games for like in-person yeah. stuff i just like i'm uh, just digital saying stuff for card games i accept you for who you are logan thank you frontil, uh william frontil. frontil logan frontil frontil to you both and i have coverage of card games both trading card games living card games and deck builders oh i love me so, a deck builder Oh, uh, you not as much as I do. Well, boy, no, oh boy. I will give you that. But I do love me a good deck builder. When the antes come together and the decks shall be built and the dungeons <laughs> shall be mastered and the tables will be topped. topped? I don't know. We'll get something for you, Logan. <laughs> um, <laughs> I liked that one. That was That's good. a pretty the good one. shall be topped. <laughs> so before I, I, I have you gentlefolk speak of the games that you've been playing lately i wanted to let you in on a bit of a secret i've been working with a double agent what 
What? What here's here's Shock knowledge horror. for you. First off, it's always safe to work with a double agent as long as you always keep in mind that they're not your friend. Oh, true. <laughs> they're there to be used. Maybe they're using you a little too, but as long as you keep that in mind, you're safe. I also want to provide a lesson to Alan and Sean that if you continually mock someone who you consider to be your compatriot, say by calling them Sir Weenie, <laughs> they may be encouraged to work with the other side as well. Ooh. Yes, I have received in the mail a game designed by Ben Canelos. Wow. Cool. Yes, it's called Bitten. I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but it is it's a card game. Mm. <laughs> the moment that I saw that Ben had designed a card game, I was enthralled and I had <laughs> to get my hands upon it. You get to play as zombies, vampires, or werewolves, and I believe it's just a territory game. I haven't gotten into it yet, but the next time we get together, we three aunties will be playing Bitten at least once, if not several times. I'm in. I cannot wait. That's exciting. And Ben, if you want to fully come over to the side of good and prosperity, we can discuss. Front hill, Ben. Front hill, Ben. <laughs> All right, Logan, tell us, what have you been playing yet? Are any of these new? I know Seafall's not new. Seafall is not new. Spirit Island is fairly new. Well, about a year. Wait, you've both been playing Spirit Island. I now yeah. see this in the documents. Yeah, Spirit Island's so which, great. Which one is going to give us a pitch on Spirit Island? Which, Well, Greg is new here. Yeah. Greg is freshly released from the dungeons out into the air. <laughs> but Logan, do you want to do it? Oh no 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 no! This is this is this sounds like a an elevator pitch, and that means it's the newest member. <laughs> there you <laughs> go. That one. Are you ready, Greg? I am ready. Wait, who is he? Who is who is he going to be pitching as? A an angry deity uh, <laughs> over an island, because that's what the game's about. It would be so great. An angry Zeus, possibly. Zeus isn't really the one that you want to go for for Spirit Island. You could be, oh, what's the one? Uh, is it Maui from Moana? <laughs> you could be a very angry Maui. Oh, I don't know if Greg can be a very angry Maui. I can just be a very angry <laughs> deity, and people at home can decide. It can be the deity of your choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what we say here is, ding me, Che Guevara. Foolish mortals! You dare invade my island. You bring your colonial filth to my shores and expect us, we deities who protect our island, to lie back and let you ruin our resources. I say nay to thee, for I am one of four deities protecting my people upon Spirit Island. I see you arrive. You have built your cities. You have sent out your explorers. I've heard the cries of my people, and their cries give me power. Power in the form of these cards that I can play. My goal is to terrify and murder these invaders and protect my people. If I can either kill them or scare them enough that they will leave on their own, then we win. But be careful, the settlers multiply like rats. And before too long, they've infested our island and will lose our power and lose our glorious island. 
<laughs> Wait a minute here. Have you guys ever played Dragoon? No. So in Dragoon, each of the players is actually a dragon. Mm-hmm. Humans have come to the Island of Dragons and started settlements. And your goal is, it sounds a little different, either subjugate the settlements or destroy your opponents. But boy, this sounds familiar. Tell me something is different here. So, Well, it's completely cooperative. It's, yeah, it's completely cooperative. Everybody, well, there's a big difference. <laughs> every, the mechanic that's really interesting is there's two tracks of your power on your deity. And so you're slowly putting your presence out on the board And there's a strategic part where you're trying to figure out where can I place my influence that I'll be able to affect the most amount of either my people who I want to protect or the vicious settlers who I'm trying to drive off. You are working with everybody else to decide what do we need me to do. And every deity has their own sort of unique special role. There's ones that are better at defending people. There's ones that are better at straight up murdering everybody. There's ones that are just sort of support for a whole bunch of things. And there's an interesting dynamic in that you don't want the island to get ruined, but sometimes you have to ruin your island to kill settlers or drive them away. And it's set up sort of beautifully in the fact that the island itself, you're sort of looking down upon the island. So it very much mimics that you as the players are these oversized deities looking down upon your people and these settlers and making decisions for this island. It's really beautiful, too. All the cards are named like poetry, like river rises at sunset. So I have a a question here. Is this game like you're protecting the native people from the settlers from outside? Yes. How is this not some form of disturbing cultural appropriation? Well, so Mm. the idea, the honestly, the designer came up with the idea, because I've been following it for a while. It's from Greater Than Games, which is one of my all-time favorite designers. And they were very much sick of the colonization that is part of so many board games of terraforming Mars, Archipelago, all these things where you're outsiders coming in and your goal is to take over the land. And so Spirit Island was designed to flip that narrative to say, no, you know what? That's not a good thing to do. There are people who live here and they are going to call upon whatever powers has to protect what is already there. The idea that you come in and just take over land is not a proud moment of most cultures. So it it is designed to be an answer to that sort of accepted board game trope of go to this planet, eat all the resources, discard planet, move to the next planet. As opposed to conquest, it's it's prevention of conquest. Yeah, it's defense. Additionally, it's not like a specific religion. It's not appropriating any existing real culture. Well, but that's where things become uh, a little bit difficult is when you sort of treat a culture as, well, we can just mishmash everything all up into one big... They're all the same, right? That's when (laughs) Uh, you start to have difficulties. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's murky water, but that type of thinking is how you get risk. Or uh, if you guys played Small World, that's because that starts out with you literally have these figures on the board that are just there to be killed, and I don't know. Oh. I, yeah. 
they're the native peoples. I totally see your point. Well, so approach I, with I, caution, but you guys do recommend that you. it's been an enjoyable gaming experience for you. Yeah. yeah. And I would also say that if you like any sort of world conquering games that this this at least comes from a standpoint of but what if people didn't just invade things or if there were like yeah. any consequences for that yeah what what if the native people could be successful in repelling the invaders yeah hmm have you guys played takanoko nah are there cards in it there are cards in it yeah mm. yep. i don't know what you play was going to be my next question because panda bear no there is a panda that is integral to the game, and there's also a gardener that is integral to the game, and there's a garden, but you are none of those things. The four players in the game are undefined. Nature? I don't know. Yeah, you, it's not even. It's yeah. It's uh, oh, that's you're the bamboo building one. Yeah, yeah. That is a little. So you can be anything you want to be. Use your imagination. Yeah, but you can't. I mean, like you're not a human. Like don't use you're your imagination. Happy, for that, but... happy cloud. Floating through the you, air. You definitely are. You have control over the weather, or at least like you benefit a lot from the weather. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. We don't need to go over this game that has been out for 30 years that people are tired of looking at that panda bear. Ursa Minor. That's one I haven't heard of. Yeah. It's a fairly recent game. I think it was a Kickstarter game. But you play as cute little bears that that mine oh, a honey more mountain. Bears. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're, right. you're miners. You get it cuz Ursa miner. Yeah. Are you mining the stars no. for for pitchers of milk or something? No. You're mining a honey mountain for honey. Why are they putting nature's creatures to do the work of man that no, these, we can do with our own hands? No, these bears are are all sentient. Like they want that good honey. Bears should be allowed to roam free and do as they wish, not all, be all these bears. forced to... Well, they're mining for honey. How do you get mine, honey out of mines? That's not real. Yeah, that's the one... You know, most of this game makes sense because it is sentient bears talking to each other about yeah. honey. But my one gripe is that they are mining honey. That's that's the one part that's just doesn't make any sense. All right, Seafall, another game that makes no sense. Are you doing that? It's, Whoa, it's a, you're uh, like hitting it hard. Boom, boom, boom. Next game, next game. It's, it's, uh, we only have so much time, sir, before they take the airwaves back from oh, us. Oh, no. I forgot. They're coming. They're coming. I mean, I granted, I thankfully locked away Captain Chestbeard for a while, but he could break out at any yes. moment. <laughs> Is he in the cell next to SBJ? Because yes. I know they don't enjoy each other's company. And I've soundproofed. All three walls except for the one that adjoins SBJ. Oh, so nice. I don't have to hear Captain Chessbeard, but... Tell me about Seafall. What are you doing with Seafall, Logan? I mean, I, I've stopped playing it because it's not very good. Oh. I... <gasps> What? Yeah. First, let's hard. let's let's let you edit your statement there or amend your statement. When you say it's not good, is it not good like a piece of music you don't enjoy? Mm. Where it may be a good piece of music for some other person, it's just not the tune that you want to hear? Uh I mean, yes, that's the nature of opinions, sure. Okay, good. <laughs> uh yeah, well, okay, we can say it like that. I'm a big fan of the legacy genre in general. Like, I really enjoyed Risk Legacy, and I really enjoyed, of course, I really enjoyed Pandemic Legacy, because that's just immaculate. But this one, the plot stuff that they give you, they present you with a lot of things that seem like alternate victory conditions, right? Like, you can you can either choose to 
stay near the coasts and make money and use that money to build influence in the land and structures and make cool settlements and stuff. And so that's what some of the players in my game were doing. I, on the other hand, was just exploring because that was the thing that was interesting to me. And I got to read everything out of the book that was interesting. I got to uncover every milestone, which gave you this insane amount of points for the game. And I think we played seven games and I had like a 30 point lead, which is incredible. It's like un- everybody else felt completely hopeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they couldn't catch up. They didn't feel like they could. And also they weren't having any of the legacy fun because I was doing all the exploring. And that's the only thing that reveals new stuff about the plot. Why didn't they start exploring when they realized that you were having the most fun? Because given the nature of the legacy thing, by the time they realized it, they hadn't been using the legacy elements to enhance their ships to explore. They used the legacy elements to enhance their ports to have more funding and make it easier for them to build stuff quickly or more quickly. So they were not only hopelessly behind by points, but they couldn't shift their strategy because... They had been building in a different way. Wow. So they couldn't pivot. Right. Well, that's sad. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm sad for them. Well, I think Seafall was... Is that like the first time that something was designed specifically as legacy and not yes. a, taking a game that I existed think, and turning it into a legacy game? I think yeah, so. so. Yeah. And yeah. So that maybe was... as a first try, then they can work from there. Right. The other thing is the other two games that came before were Risk, one of the, like, classic games. Like, you're bolting on some things to a well-established game. And then Pandemic is a better version of Risk that's co-op, and then you can bolt stuff onto that. This is a game completely made up, and then get legacy elements added to it. Yeah. Yeah. They'll learn, and they'll do better next time. I'm certain of it. Yeah, they will. I believe (laughs) it, because they are also comrades. You did not know that. I did, yes. Seafall is, is Plaid Hat, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Definitely uh, yeah, a yeah. comrade. Yeah. Yes, it's it's Plaid Hat. Frontill Plaid Isaac, Hat. <laughs> Frontill Plaid Hat. Isaac Vega, right? Is yeah, for... definitely a comrade. Yeah, I've met Isaac. I like Isaac. He's uh, swell. <laughs> All right. And Barker's Row is because you love dogs. Yes. But Barker's Row is from... Uh, Overworld Games, who I loved because they made New Salem, which is my second all-time favorite game. It's a good game. I love New Salem. Barker's Row is basically uh, you're trying to attract the rubes to your series of attractions. So you have an attraction in your hand, and then there's what's called Barker's Row, and it's a series of cards that have adjectives on it and point numbers. And so you have to make sure you have enough points to meet the level of attraction to draw rubes to your stands ah. but the best part about it is once you've pulled all your cards then you in your best barker voice announce what your attraction is which is <laughs> super fun so okay so it's at a carnival you're yes. a, a you're a carny yes trying to get the rubes to come to your particular attraction at the carnival, at the carnival. how is this have you guys played the art gallery game which one yeah, the one, one where you have your art gallery and you're trying to get people to come and visit your art gallery. Oh, I haven't played one like that. I've played the Jackbox game where you like... No, yeah, I, this is not stuff. digital. <laughs> Don't get me. Frontill, <laughs> William Frontill. The, <laughs> the art for Barker's Row is also absolutely outstanding. Is art 
one of your biggest sellers. Yeah, absolutely. If I can't get behind the theme, I tend not to. It sings to my role play sensibility. Like I can see if I can see myself in that world or I really enjoy the world that they've created through the art, then I tend to really put more emphasis in that game. If it's a very abstract, here's 15 squares that represent people. Put them on this plain board. I'm out. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. So there's okay. Have you played Century? I've no. heard of it, but I haven't played it. Have you played Splendor? It's a lot like Splendor. I've but... heard of it, but I haven't played it. Okay. Well, I think anyway. I have played Splendor. That's the one with the jewels, right? Yes. So ah. Century's a lot like that, but there are two uh, versions of it out. There's Century Spice Road, where you're collecting spices and. And then there's one that's called Century Golem Edition, where you're oh, saving up Oh, this was all the rocks. drama at Gen Con 2017, <laughs> now, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. I happened to have one <laughs> under the table. Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the drama I don't think game. that's ever been played, actually. Oh, my group has played it a lot. Probably played it like 100 times at this point. It's one of our favorite games. The thing is that the theme, you're collecting these magical rocks to build giant golems that help you, and they're cute. One of the golems is like a boat. <laughs> like in this in this imagined world, golems are just so easy to make that people are just like, you know what? I'm not going to bother making a little boat. Let's, let's just have a golem that's tall enough to walk me over the pond. There's a golem that is a sheepdog. Like it's just, it's just herding sheep. That compared to collecting cinnamon or what the fuck like i don't give a shit <laughs> so so here, this, this is the story of gen con 2017 we can we can let the story out that, oh, that was... it was originally and then greg you can you can correct me if i'm incorrect frontil greg that it was originally designed as the golem version yes and they decided that that one wouldn't sell because nobody thought that, that was a good concept so they made the spice road version yes and then they found out people actually wanted the golem version. Yes, they did. So they had a limited supply of the golem version for sale at Gen Con 2017. <laughs> it sold out relatively quickly. Oh, wow. Now I feel yeah. very privileged to have gotten one. Except oh. our friend Micah. You know Micah. I love Micah. Well, he <laughs> went up to the company and he literally he just asked. He's like do you have any copies of the Golem edition left? And the guy was like, uh, I don't know. Let me look under the table. And there was one left after all the signs said it was sold out. Oh. And he got the last one. That's correct, isn't it, Greg, that yeah. Micah got the last one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. So it was a happy story. Go. I thought it this was, was going to be a story. sad story. Look, all my stories aren't sad. Just <laughs> most of them. Front hill. All right. You guys have been talking about a whole bunch of cooperative games, which makes me think that it's time for the topic. Oh, <laughs> I think we have to uh, check on Captain Chessbeard for a moment because he's got a portion of topic time. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I recorded it before I locked him up, so it's a pre-recorded version, so it's fine. Nice. All right. Excuse me, Sam. Do you have the time? But of course, it be topic time. So we're going to talk about our co-op games better for new players. And the answer is no. 
Because people who don't play games don't understand what non-competitive means, and they only think that they can win for themselves. All right, that was good recording Whoa, with wrong. you, aunties. What? No, <laughs> so none wrong. of this. <laughs> that is very wrong. It's completely wrong. Well, well it's not completely wrong. It, it may be it partially, partially wrong. <laughs> Front hill. All right, yep. we have one last challenge that can only be presented to the leaders of the revolution. You have to name, without describing it, just name what it is, your most bizarre house rule for a game that you have. I will give you guidance so that you will be prepared, but you do not have a long time to think of your answer. In my house, when we play the game of life, one of the players plays as a serial killer. Greg, what's yours? (laughs) (laughs) That needed to go last. (laughs) Bizarre. I don't house rule crap. Play by the rules. Yeah. Same. Same season. My house rule is is no free parking is not a fucking real rule. <laughs> yeah, I'll set that as the challenge for the next time that we come together, aunties. But I can hear them scrabbling at the door, so let's close this out. Uh, what are the things that people need to know? Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter. Play TKG. Is that it? At Play TKG. Yep. Is that what they want to do? We will encode secret messages in the Twitter. <laughs> they wanted to find you on twitter where would they find you they can find me at white wing is there any place else you would want them to find you i mean you can probably find me on facebook but if i don't know you i'm not friending you so i mean there you go you're no alan girding (laughs) you're no fool logan jenkins where can they find you on twitter at logan jenkins (laughs) and also uh me and greg do that a great show Called we Very do. Random Encounters, where we play. Is that still going RPGs. on? Yeah, we've yeah, been doing it for more than a year. Mm, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, well, we don't know I, when this I, will go up, so true. who knows if it'll be. They're but all I, I, very random. They are like all that's, wild. That's that's a solid, solid statement for any of our seasons. That's true. All right. Did they say anything else at the closing? If you want to find me on Twitter, at Wash in the Sink. If you want to find my evil half... It's washing the sin triple X. Don't tell the kids. <laughs> what? Wow, the big reveal. If you Washing want to email the, sin, the show X. specifically, you can do ah, yes. podcast at TuesdayNightGames.com. And that's spelled with a K. Spelled with a K. Do they Patreon? Can we siphon some money off of that? I think they're going to set up a Patreon soon, but I don't think they've done it yet. <sighs> Dag nabbit. Yeah, All right. Buy two yet. rooms in a boom. Buy World Championship Russian Roulette. We will grift and corruption steal that money yep. <laughs> invest in matt fantastics that's not lemonade matt fantastic is definitely a comrade <laughs> and i guess we will end out by saying frontil next time frontil next time frontil next time
Thank you so much, B-Team, for covering for us. We really appreciate the extra time we need it to get ready for Gen Con. Speaking of which, if you're going to Gen Con, make sure you check out the Tuesday Night Games booth, booth 2051. Get all our games there. Also, if you're a fan of the show, a knave, if you will, or a knight, even a noble, make sure you check out the Tuesday Night Podcast live show, Saturday night. Woo! Also, if you're into Halloween stuff and you want to have a hoot and holler playing a whole bunch of large player count social games that I designed, you can check it out. Ravenwood Castle. It's the weekend before Halloween. I'm going to shut up. So thank you all so much once more.